Welcome to Heart Talk. This is our second episode. I'm here with my hostess with the mostest, Sister Salama Journey. Peace, Salama. Peace, Joya. So nice to be here doing our second episode. Absolutely. And I'm here for it. This is the Valentine's Day edition, the Black Love edition. And there's so much we have to pull from, <laughs> so many <laughs> juicy experiences and so many dry ones. <laughs> I mean, you know, anytime you're talking about love, I mean, that's the reason why there's so many songs, poems, stories written about the same topic, love. It gets complicated. Girl, love is so damn inspirational. I mean, it inspires me to do so many wonderful things that I've done in my life. Just the thought of love, being in love with love. It's its not even a person. It's like a spirit for me. And I, I'm so drunk with it most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it shows. <laughs> oh, no, I'm that obvious. Ugh. Well, I'm a lover, you see. And I've come to terms with that. I'm, I'm actually... Um, reveling in from the throne of love and it, it's a conduit for healing it's a conduit for uh creating life for me lit- literally creating life <laughs> well love you know what your aura it just it bleeds love it is really thick when anyone is in your presence and it's so comforting it's so comforting <laughs> Until it turns cray cray, like <laughs> that's the that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, passion is, is something else. Woo. But I you know what? Crazy. You know what? It doesn't turn cray cray without just cause. Like it, it's not right. Just you can't get that crazy unless you love somebody. Like unless it's really love, you don't even get uh, moved to get cray cray. <laughs> Well, our um, topic of the day is redefining relationships in 2020. Um, and it actually was your wonderful husband that sparked this idea in my mind because he's so adamant about not being a label, which broke down all of my old school sentiments about uh, roles and we know how a woman is supposed to be and how a man is supposed to be. I mean, and and, and it was cool and it was it was timely for him to you know, spit in the face of that sentiment of mine. <laughs> That's why he says, oh, my God, Joya, you are so old fashioned. I am. <laughs> He's from a different world when it comes to those kinds of things. He truly is. I mean, it's a millennial thing. I, I think like their guys are like, hell no, I'm watching the kids. You cut the grass, you know, and and I understand like we're just people. We're not just these, we're not just genders, I should say. Well, you know what, honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with the kids. It's something about, especially, you know, when a man has a daughter, you know, you don't want them to be seen as a baby mill. You know that they're intelligent. They don't need to be kept quiet or calmed down you know, or, or anything. There's nothing wrong with you. And I'm sure as a man, you know, it's 
there's, you know, has its own challenges as can be a woman. But when we really kind of let that go as to what society tells us we should do and like and think solely based on our gender, because that's incredibly limiting. Understood. Yes, absolutely. And um, we're so much more than that. Yeah, we are. I mean, is it's, I'm pro I'm pro black man out here because I see while they're they're gunning down brothers in the street, the police violence and I'm looking at the domestic violence rates too. I mean, we are we have some work to do in the realm of relationships and in the realm of supporting each other, loving each other, accepting each other. Um and that's why I wanted to talk about redefining relationships in 2020 and what they should look like. And that's just the thing. They shouldn't look like anything. We should just be. And I'm I'm getting more comfortable in that space because I swear my next relationship, I don't want it to be I don't want it to be anything I've had before. And, um, you know, I'm all right with that. I might not want to live with the my partner. You know, I definitely want my own room if I do. But I don't want to lose myself in a relationship. And I've done that. And I think that's dangerously codependent of us to, you know, to fall into that as women, especially. Well, you know, it's almost like something that just naturally happens. You know, we watched our grandmothers do it. And a lot of us watched our mothers do it. You know, we watch other women in society do the exact same thing. And without really examining what it is that we want you know, I, I remember um, when my mom was living and I was in my early 20s and she would say things like, you're never going to find a man if you X, Y, Z or men don't like it when you X, Y, Z. And I just wasn't here. For it. <laughs> I just wasn't here for it. But that's just me as the kind of person I am, you yeah. know, but, then, you know, when I got married, all of those things came to my mind. I'm like. Well, what if she's right? What if she, what if she's true? And then I started thinking there's like an evolution of thought process. And I was like, well, you know what? If he leaves me because I don't fix his every meal or whatever it is stereotypical that women are supposed exactly. to do. I can't, I can't take it. I cannot. I can't. And, I, you know, it's almost <laughs> like a word curse, our parents. And we have to be careful not to do that to our children. My father, he always said, you know, you better learn how to take care of yourself because most black men are either dead or in jail. And it came from a very loving, protective space, but it was indelibly imprinted in my mind. And then to have to experience what I experienced in relationships in life, it was always my father's ominous voice looming in the background. You better learn how to take care of yourself because black men are either dead or in jail. I'm like, oh, my God, he could have put something more positive there, you know, <laughs> My parents' relationship yeah. has really set the tone for how I see love. Like their their shit was so romantic to me. They eloped at 18 and got married and moved away from the family, but they didn't have children until nine years later. And I was their firstborn. You know, I, I thought that was so romantic. Um, I watched my parents to this day. They will cuss each other out. And then five minutes later, it's like nothing happened. You know, she's frying pork chops or some shit. And I'm like, <laughs> you just told them to die slow. What's going on? So we get used to this dysfunction, you know, and, and, and you know, I've done 
all that I could, and I'm, I'm still working toward that, to change that vibration. It's not okay to go there. That that does create trauma within our homes and in our relationships. So I'm all about redefining love, redefining relationships, redefining roles, really throwing those out the window. You know, I, my mother's been... um I always say a kept woman. You know, my dad's worked and she didn't have to work. And I thought that was great too. But she does other things. She runs that house. She budgets to the T. She keeps him taken care of. She shops for him. She does the meal planning and prep. You know, she is, it's a lot there. And that was good for them. But um, that might not be what's good for me. And so now I'm discovering what's good for me. What is joy like? Because I noticed when I jump into the relationships and I jump into my role, quote unquote, I lose my creative flair. I start shutting down. I start making myself small. And it's like, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing because, you know, I really want this relationship. But now I'm like, okay, next, I'm not doing that. I've got to, you know, whatever's going to be here out, I got to create it. And I'm willing to wait for that love. You know what I'm saying, sis? Oh, absolutely. Just, you know, while we're on the subject, let's talk about some of the typical societal gender roles, because I think it's important for us to lay the foundation of the podcast, because, you know, things like kept woman, I still like really within the last couple of weeks, my girlfriend mentioned that to me, like so-and-so is a kept woman. And I'm like, what in the hell is that? (laughs) Is she in a cage? What is a cap woman? <laughs> I thought that this was code for virgin. And oh, I was just like, then I got disgusted even further because I'm like, oh my goodness, your virginity has nothing to do with the value of you as a person. Like, there's got oh, to no. be more. It, it, so, it is more. I mean, some women want to be, you know, they might have a sugar daddy situation and a kept woman to them is okay. He pays the bills. He He makes the decisions. He keeps my nails done and my hair done. That's enough for some people, you know, but not the kid, not I. Mm-mm. No, no. I'm, I'm a creatress and I want a creator with me. If we're not building together or engaged in some divine mission to help our people or save the earth, then I, I'm, I have no interest, you know, that's just where I am. Okay. You know, and when we get into gender roles, it's like, you guys, Like, this is the main thing that I'm noticing. And I lost a friend for this because I was, I probably could have said this a lot better, but I was just incredibly heated. You know, my son Cairo had just been born. He was a baby. And you know, those little wristlet toys that go on their wrists so they can rattle, you know, when they're, you know, he had gotten the pink one. I had gotten him the pink one, the little pink pack. And me from a, you know, scientific point of view, I'm like, well, you know, babies and children like bright colors. This is a bright pink. Every The boys, the quote Fact. boys color yes. were, you know, blue and gray and just really kind of drab. So of this particular little wristlet. So I got him the pink one and she's like, you know what? I'd never let my uh, son wear pink. I wouldn't, you know, let him play with dolls and this and that. And the first thing that came to my mind was, but you're going to in turn want him to be a good father. Mm-hmm. You let him play with a doll, a kitchen set, the cleanup toys, you know, the little vacuums that you can buy kids, 
little dustpan, the kitchen, the easy bake oven. They even have gender neutral colors, you know, but one day you're going to want him to nurture his children. Exactly. And that's such a Western sentiment. Like most people don't know that in the East, pink is a very masculine color and so is red. Those are traditionally masculine colors in the East. So we've lost, you know, our collective African minds over here and we don't know. I mean, just look at Target, for example. The girls section is off the chain. Any, even Walmart, okay, clothes wise, the colors and, and the options. The boys section, it gets smaller every year. I really do feel that there's an all-out war on masculinity in this country. They're trying to create some homogenous uh, monoculture. And I, I'm, I, I don't believe in that either. I don't. Not that I say, not that I believe all boys need to wear blue. That's boring, but give us some diversity. Turquoise, brown, cinnamon, mango. Like there, it's it's so many colors out there. Let the let the brothers wear their colors. You know, let them experience that. Their colors stimulate you differently. Every color does something different to the body. And we want fully functioning men in this society, like you're saying, that have their nurturing instinct intact. You know, that is crucial to building family. It, I mean, it truly is. I mean, you know, as well as I know, we both have children. You know how demanding it is after birth and then caring for the kids. You know, it is a lot. And to have someone who thinks is, quote, gay, you know, to do mm-hmm. certain things, or that's the, quote, woman's job to do certain things. I just really feel that, you know, if you're man or woman enough to have the children, then it's both of your jobs. It's not one person's job. Absolutely. We have a society that they don't have their children there participating or fully engaged in the birthing process, especially a lot of the sisters that want to birth at home, you know, brothers don't want to hold their baby they don't even want to hold the baby they're afraid or they're uncomfortable like this that really happens because they're that out of touch with their femininity and there's a little bit of femininity in every man there's a little bit of man like that's the dial that's the you know that's natural is nature right exactly and i just feel like the more we fight this then the the worse off to divinity we're going to be. Like, we're just going to go further and further away. Everything is about balance. You know, in every area of life, you have, you know, that you have the balances, you know. So we don't respond the same way in every situation. Well, you said it, like divinity, where we we get pushed further away from our divinity. If we don't synthesize the left and right hemispheres of the brain, our pineal gland is not going to be activated. You know, that. how much closer to divinity can you get right there? You know, you have to have your, your masculine and your feminine balance. And I think the relationships of the future are going to have that represented where you have a whole man and a whole woman, you know, coming together in union, not these partialistic people looking for codependency. Those aren't working. Those relationship paradigms are dying off rightfully so. Absolutely. Especially in a culture where divorce is really commonplace. It is easy for women to get jobs. However, you know, our earning capacity may be slightly lower, but you can still, you know, swing it better than you could back in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Certainly. 
you know, the, um, you know, spousal compensation is a mm-hmm. real thing. I've heard of men having to pay to educate their spouses when they separate and, you know, things like child support definitely come into play. So it does definitely make it a lot easier for a woman to survive. And in the current economical climate, for most people, it does take two incomes. So, you know, with that being said, it's like, we are not putting, we as women are not putting up with what we've witnessed our grandmothers or great grandparents, you know, go through because education is acceptable. Black women are amongst the most educated in the country. And then we are making money. Now, um, there's a lot of men who really see that as a threat. But like I said, in our current economical climate, the ones who see it as a threat, a woman making money, generally can't take up a care of a household no, anyway. So. They can't take care of themselves if that's their mentality. Like, no, they just not ready. Right. And it's a lot of sisters not ready, just looking for a man to a parasite, you know, oh, well, he got this and he got that. I want him because the way he, develop yourself, you know, develop yourself and have bring something to the table, both sides. We're going to take a little break. We're going to do a little station identification. This is Heart Talk, where we talk about matters of the heart. Um, this is uh, Joya Santiago and Salama Journey, taking you on a journey in the realm of love. So, um I'm going to put on a little Luther as we shift into this next segment and talk about the twin flame and the soulmate dynamic. There's a lot there. I want to give a shout out to Twin Flame Love, the Black Edition group on Facebook. It is jamming off the chain, and I look forward to having some of you guys on this show. Have you met your twin flame? You know, I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have. And I cannot stand that mother. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it was a fucking trick bag. Okay, I'm going to just say that. Like, I watched all these. First of all, it was a sister that told me about it. I didn't know what a twin flame was. She was like, yes, it's the other you know, part of your soul. You guys were incarnated at the same time and all this wonderful love, romantic stuff, right? So I'm like watching YouTube videos trying to figure out what it is. So a couple of years go by and, you know, I'm still waiting and waiting. And then when I meet dude, I'm like, this is not what I thought. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, it's, it's mad passionate, yes. It is, it is definitely a lot of mirroring that goes on 
in in the exchanges in, in that dynamic. Um, I was hoping that it would be more romance because that's how my mind still works. Like, I'm, I feel so connected to you. You and I are one. We have the same hands. Like, this is stuff that I I said to him and he knew. He he even told me that we were diploids. We you know we twin flames and. That was that was powerful to me, and we do we have powerful energy together, but um, man, when we bump heads, mountains crack open and lava shoots out. Like it, it it's not easy. It is not easy. Ooh. No, absolutely not. I've I've known mine. I don't I, I don't have any contact with him now, but I've known mine since um, high school actually, and. At first, it was like, man, I truly can't stand this guy, but I don't know why I'm still here. <laughs> I wasn't in love. You know, the, the sex was was good, but I've never been one, you know, I got a body count. Listen, I've never been one to hang around strictly for sex. Like, that's just not even me until I heard the term twin flame and when I, I did the same thing you did, I went on YouTube, I read about it. I was like, that is, this is exactly what's going on here. I can't stand mm-hmm. to be with him, but I really do miss his presence. My you know, goodness, yes. We've only been like, we, we fell out about two weeks ago. And wow, I was like, I'm missing my right arm. You know, I don't know how he feels. Like, you know, guys, I don't know. They don't show so much of themselves like we do, but I really didn't have that level of rapport with anyone else. And I'm still a little sad. I'm still a little sad. Like, dang, am I ever going to speak to him again? Are we ever going to, you know, go to these distant places in our minds together? Like, you don't just get that every day. No, you don't. But, you know, I was... I was more, you know, I just couldn't stand the sucker so bad, you know. I mean, what it was it illuminated you know, something in you. I mean, he got on your yeah. nerve. It must have been something that you saw. He got, he got on my nerve because what I didn't like about him was the thing that I I really didn't like about myself. Preach, yes. It was it was awful because I felt like the more I tried not to be that certain quality that I didn't like in myself, the more mm. I saw it in him. And it was just this this stupid, ridiculous cycle. I couldn't ever see myself marrying him or, you know, being with him long term. We had a three month relationship in high school and that's all I could stomach from it. It was just that, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I was never. You know, and not to say, you know, he was a bad person, but, you know, he he really wasn't a bad guy. No, he triggered you. And that's what the twin flame does. They trigger you. And many of my friends would say, oh, my gosh, you know, he's this, he's that. Why not just be with him? Like, guys, I can't like I just can't. But you want to. And, you know, I want it to, you know, at the same time. Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah, hence I'm waiting on my soulmate now. One of them. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Luckily, there's more than the one, so that's good. And that's true. Like your soulmate could be a family. Well, one of your soulmates can be a family member. Some people say it could be a pet. I have not experienced that. 
Um, I know I've been in relationships with some of my soulmates and that's a very powerful union as well, you know, but it's, 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 it's a little, it's easier than the twin flame. Um, it just is because they don't trigger you in the same way. And soulmates, it, it's a different kind of love. I should say. It is, but you also don't have very much of that telepathy either. And, you know, over time you can develop yes. that, yes. you know, as yes. you get to know a person over time, but it's not so much as of a instantaneous thing. But what I did notice about my soulmate is it's like, well, for me, it was where I'm able, we're able to build better together because we're not so damn triggering to, <laughs> to each other. You yes. know, we really can work well together. The only thing me and a twin flame are going to do is argue and then have sex and then eat and then argue. Yeah, I used to call it F and F, you know, fighting, you know, the other F. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like it. It's a, it's a very short life cycle. I know, you know? I know. How, and how can you build if you're constantly destroying? And I'm so focused on that. Like, I'm so adamant. I'm I'm waiting. I'm not settling now. I'm I'm putting people on the, you know, in the friend zone because I want that soulmate that I could build with, build legacy, share my gifts you know, do creative things together. Like I'm, I'm ready. I never cared before. I actually was like the queen of settling because, you know, I, I had children after, you know, my first husband died. I had, had a family already. So it was like, okay, yeah, I can make this work. We can make it happen. But I, I wasn't showing up in the relationship. I was being fake. I can say that now I'm at peace with it, but um, I wasn't showing up. I was just settling and I don't want to settle anymore. I wanted to be so real I want to uh, be able to show up as my authentic self. That's so important to me. You know. Oh, yeah. And remember what we were talking about the last couple of weeks, just really not being afraid to take up space. Like women, we have a, a mm -hmm. tendency to, after the world has minimized us, we have the audacity to minimize ourselves even further. And it's just unrealistic to, you know, it's, oh, why would you do that? I know. I, I I hate thinking about the times that I've done that. Like, let me just make myself smaller and quieter so that I won't mess nothing up. Like, that is... And, and who can be with somebody that's doing that? It's going to fail because he can tell your ass is not really there. You know, something's wrong with her. She's not being her authentic self. They can tell sisters, like, they can see it. So, might as well be yourself. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you think you can't be, look, listen, back in the day before I got married, before I was ever married, listen, I used to be the queen of, I have a guy that I can talk serious with, a guy that likes to, you know, be philosophical, someone who likes to laugh and have fun, and a guy for dinner, a guy for lunch, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> one for What's the late. So I, I, think, I think I'm evolving into that. Like, okay. And, and any man that's with me will have to understand that. Am I being selfish? I'm not going to lie. That was some of the most fun time in my life. Like, seriously. Yeah, like I'm liberated now. And, you know, they just might have to deal with it. I don't want to get rid of my friends just because I have a man. And a real man is not going to be intimidated by that. You know? No, there's a difference between, you know, having insecurities that don't impede how, you know, your partner's livelihood and things like that and mental health. However, you also have like some people who really take it that extra step further and your mind and you get all of my 
all of your happiness from me. Anything else is a threat mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to destroy it. That's just straight up toxic. And I, I only see that as it works out. Yes. I, I was that person like, no, I got married when I was 21 and that was my attitude because that's what I thought love was made of. You know, it's just me and him. We're not dealing with nobody else. You know, look at me, pay me attention. I want more attention and affection, please, now. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. And well, I, you know, I think a lot of women, you know, some women even, you know, do that because, I mean, think about it. If you're really feeling insignificant in life in general, then at home, I mean, you're going to want to feel significant somewhere. And where is that usually? Either your partner or your kids. Mm-hmm. So that's just it's another form of imbalance. And that's something that naturally happens if, you know, you're feeling that way. But the key is, you know, recognizing and working on that and evaluating, you know, what what's really going on here. Yes. But I will say this, start a relationship, walking on eggshells, it's going to be incredibly hard unleashing Woo, yeah. And when those eggshells start to crack, watch out because you can only do that for so long. The weight of the, the right. fakeness of the acting is going to bring that crashing down. Definitely. Definitely. Well, this is Heart Talk, where we discuss matters of the heart, our Valentine's Day edition. And we will probably do one more this week uh, in the spirit of Valentine's Day. This is Joya Santiago. And Salama Journey, co-hostess with the mostest. And I'm going <laughs> to play your song really quick. Some of Yay. it. I know. All you got to do is say yes. If it'll play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a DJ. You know, this is new. <laughs> oh, you're pretty good. love this song. It, I remember when it first came out, like I was so activated. Man. Yes. And I'm just thinking, okay, love, love. Self-love is the ultimate expression of love. And if you don't have that, you can't experience these other levels of love, especially with another person. How I'm going to love you and I don't love myself. Mm-mm. So I'm, I'm thoroughly overindulging in self-love in this month of black love yes really go down there and you know restore that and that will really you know even also help with dealing you know with what's going on with you and the twin flame you know it is incredibly hard not 
you know, to feel a certain type of way, but it will help. Yo, I'm like, I miss my friend. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk every day, but still a person's present, they, their spirit walks with you, you know, and then to fall out like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. I wasn't ready for that. And I'm an Aquarius. We're a fixed sign. So to say goodbye <clears throat> is difficult for us. We're, we're fixed and we want to hold on to everybody in this journey of life. But, you know, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning who's who and what's what. I'm yeah, learning. I would say this time definitely does help. True. And experiences help. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without that twin flame experience um, coming out. It made leaving that bad situation I was in, a horrible marriage, a lot easier um, because I had that balance, talk things out just to, to synthesize. I had that natural telepathy with somebody. A lot of people meet their twin flames and they're already in relationships or marriages. And that had got to be like the seventh circle of hell to have that <laughs> you have this strong well, identity that just fights like cats and dogs and literally the next hour there yes Whew. I'm glad that I wasn't with somebody when I met my twin flame and I had the freedom to fully you know explore that union that I would love to explore some more <laughs> Anyway, I want to thank you. We have gone on over our 30 minute time limit. Salama journey is always real. And you know what? We just how we really talk on the phone. Like this is actually just a conversation. <laughs> it's so nasty. You know what? And this is how I know we should do this a lot more often. It's so it's very natural. Yes, yes. It's natural. And it's I've enjoyed too- myself. What'd you say, sis? I said, I've enjoyed myself and, you know, next time we'll pull some cards and see how that goes. Yes, yes. I forgot about the cards. Definitely. And I hope this little light, um, this slice of light we shed on these uh, love things will help somebody get through. And, um, you know, we can pick up on this conversation in our twin love group, the Black Edition on Facebook. I'm totally enjoying that. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised at how quickly the group has grown in such a short amount of time. You just basically started that within the last month. And everybody is loving the group. Because everybody is looking for their twin flame. Like, do I have a twin flame? Do I have a twin flame? The the phenomenon is just sweeping the whole earth, this twin flame thing. (laughs) Because 2020, all the twin flames are coming together, right, to save the earth in some way, just to save the planet, to to bring the love frequency raining down on this shitty, shitty world that we have abused to save it. So, well, you know what? I hope that our listeners definitely feel compelled to join the group. Yes. <laughs> you know, the, the twin flame love the black edition. So thank you. And you guys, this was episode two, season one of heart talk where we discuss matters of the heart. Until next time, peace. Peace.